Swing into Seaside Golf in Ocean City, Maryland. Play like a pro at 17 championship courses designed by golf legends like Jack Nicholas and Arthur Hills. Tee off on sweeping vistas at Eagles Landing. Savor the coastal views of Lighthouse Sound. Or see why Ocean City Golf Club is considered one of the Mid-Atlantic's finest fairways. Whether you're sneaking in a quick round on a family vacation or going all in on a golf getaway, fun is always in play at Ocean City, Maryland. Plan your trip at OCOcean.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher, joined by Vaughn Dalzell at V Money Sports. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Rams Raiders and whatever the hell that was, and then we're going to break down uh, other games on the NFL slate and then talk some World Cup at the end. How are you, Vaughn? What did you make of that ridiculous game? Oh, man, I loved every second of it. As uh, we were joking around before the show, Van Jefferson, boy perfecto, hitting on the very last play for the Rams, Baker Mayfield, airing it out to him. Devontae Adams uh, catching his under-receiving yards as well. So, uh, you know, Drew and I both talked about how the Raiders' playoff hopes at plus 750 yesterday were a pretty decent bet. That no longer exists uh, as of this morning. Uh, And my Raiders, under eight and a half wins. Uh, that is now a looks like it should be a winner. Never expected Baker Mayfield to uh, put the second to last nail in that coffin. But I think the Raiders season is pretty much over now. It's going to be interesting to see Baker Mayfield on primetime against the Packers and Broncos the next two weeks. Uh, but he may have found his home for at least the next four games. And then uh, next season, we'll see where he tries out unless he wants to be uh, Matthew Stafford's successor in a year or two. But credit to the Rams. They never gave up. And uh Raiders may be firing their coach in a year or two, if not this offseason. Yeah, well, they should be firing him in like an hour or two, I think. That was a disgrace <laughs> for McDaniels. Uh, I think, obviously, Baker Mayfield is the story to me in the broader context of the NFL. The biggest story is that Josh McDaniels completely butchered that game. Uh, the level of conservatism just at every single point uh, was unbelievable. Uh, they they killed Josh Jacobs. They literally, I think they killed his pinky <laughs> finger uh, by just constantly <laughs> running it and uh, and getting Devontae Adams, who's pretty good and is in pretty good form, getting him re- three receptions. That seems like a mistake. Uh, I think, yeah, now that the Raiders are five and eight, their remaining schedule is not easy either. It's home to New England at Pittsburgh and then home to San Francisco and Kansas City. That feels like one and three, uh, and it really a disaster season if they go six and 11 or even seven and 10, uh, given the talent that is on that team and was on display in parts last night, like Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. These guys deserve better than that. But at least, at least Baker makes the, these Rams games, which are going to be fairly prominent in terms of uh, their location on the schedule, at least it makes it kind of vaguely interesting. And he, he looked better to me than he did at any point in Carolina this season, Vaughn, uh, which was yeah a little strange and a uh, testament to Sean McVay. But uh, anyway, let's let's jump away from the Rams and the Raiders. 
Let's talk about Jets-Bills. The line is Bills minus 10. The total is 43. What do you make of this game? Yeah, I was one of those people that did back the Bills earlier in the season against the Jets and took that outright loss. So, uh, you know, I'm looking for a bit of revenge, just like the Buffalo Bills are. And, you know, people are going to say, well, Mike White is better than Zach Wilson, so why can't the Jets cover or win this game outright? But, Jay, as you know, betting was that easy. that We wouldn't have to be doing the show. We'd all live in the Cayman Islands, and the sportsbooks would be out of business. Fortunately, that's not life. So I'm looking at home favorites in general. They've actually been on a roll lately, covered three straight games. They're now 8-8 eight and eight ATS on the season. But Josh Allen has been a great home favorite of 10 or more points. 6-2-2 two two ATS, 10-0 as a favorite on the money line. I'm also in the business of backing home teams. So I'm looking at Buffalo now. Getting that revenge at home is something I think is very appealing for a Jets team that started off 4-0 ATS on the road then failed to cover, and they lost outright their last two road games. This game's priced pretty right, in my opinion, so this is definitely a Bills or pass spot for me. What do you think? Yeah, I would slightly lean to the Bills, I guess, if forced. Kind of going back and forth on this a little bit. I mean, it's going to be 35 degrees and snowing, uh, which I think would probably skew to the Bills at that point. I mean, the weather usually drags lines lower and lower because the total is low but i mean it's 43 i just to me the concern would be that mike white has looked good so far but he looked good against the bears defense and the vikings defense and those are two of the worst pass defenses in the league particularly with how banged up the bears were and the vikings can't stop anyone so now going up against the real defense even with von miller out uh i'd be a little bit concerned that mike white who also showed flashes last year and then had a game against the Bills where he just totally imploded. So uh, earlier, I like I kind of like the Jets, but now I'm kind of leaning Bills at this point. I think also the main thing there is coming off the mini buy with the Bills, now their defense is getting healthier outside of Von Miller. Uh, and so I think that we're going to see them get back to being you know the juggernaut team that everyone thought that they would be after they waxed the Rams and the Titans uh, to start the season. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, I'll be cheering for the Jets. We've got a lot of Jets interest financially, but uh, not too optimistic about this one. Uh, let's talk Ravens-Steelers. The line there is Steelers minus two. The total is a very low, 36 and a half. Uh, any lean on this game? Yeah, well, as the resident Steelers fan here at NBC, you know, I uh, told everyone, the Steelers are going to make a little bit of a run here and make things pretty interesting to end the season. But uh, as soon as Lamar Jackson got rolled out, I this totally became a Ravens spot for me. You know, they prepared to play for play against Lamar Jackson. Historically, they've uh, they've done okay. But the Steelers have won four straight games against the Ravens. They've covered three of those games. But unfortunately, the three covers were all as underdogs. Now you're getting the Steelers priced as a home favorite against a divisional opponent with a low total. I don't think this is a great spot. And when you look at Mike Tomlin against the Ravens as a favorite, Jay, it is atrocious, my guy. Uh, three covers, 11 losses and two pushes all right that's 21 percent negative 8.2 units as a favorite against the ravens they've won nine of those games but that's only 56 percent, still negative three units and i went to the steelers jets game in 2019 when the Steelers could have clinched a playoff spot they folded 2020 they lose four of their last five they folded 2021 they were starting to fold then big ben had two miraculous games somehow led them to the playoffs and then they got destroyed as much as i love the steelers this is absolutely a Ravens or spot pass for me, whether it's on the spread, a teaser, or a sprinkle on the money line. Um, and I just think Huntley and this Ravens defense will keep uh, the Steelers contained here, even at Akershire Stadium. How do you feel about this low total as well? 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I feel better about the Ravens plus two than I do either side of the total, to be honest. I think that I would probably skew over just because 36 and a half when there's not severe weather forecast just seems incredibly low. Both of these defenses are above average, but, you know, neither is a top top three, top four unit. Uh, I agree with you that with Huntley there, uh, I do think the adjustment from the look ahead of being Ravens minus four to now being Steelers minus two, that's too yeah. big of an adjustment from Tyler Huntley uh, getting to Tyler Huntley from Lamar Jackson. I also think a really big thing is that TJ Watt is not right at all. Like he has not, he was completely anonymous against Atlanta, didn't practice. Uh, and he seems like he's dealing with uh, just his entire body. It just seems broken. It looks like ribs are the issue at the moment. But keen for your thoughts, Vaughn, as a Steelers man, on what you've seen from Kenny Pickett the last few weeks. <laughs> Do you think he's turned a corner of sorts or is it just the kind of a lucky stretch? Well, I, I wouldn't say he's turned a corner or had a lucky stretch. I would say it's due to a few things. He already played the most brutal stretch of football a rookie quarterback could have played early in the season. Now he's getting much more, much easier opponents, more competent opponents for him to face. But he's also played in a dome recently. When you're playing in a dome, it's a lot easier to air it out a, a, instead of playing at Akershore, uh, one of the toughest stadiums in the NFL to kick with a lot of wind. Uh, so I'm just looking at the situation for Kenny Pickett. It's been a lot easier the past two to three weeks opponent-wise. Um, playing in the dome, and then you just have a camaraderie with these guys like George Pickens since Chase Claypool has been traded. But Pickens, just like Watt, was non-existent last week. And if Pickens is non-existent in that offense, I don't know what you're getting from the Steelers. So, yeah, I I mean, I think this is a Ravens spot or not. And as a Steelers fan, uh, please draft C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Sign me up for it, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, I I think uh, they've they've been a little bit too good of late. Um, But no. I'm, with, I'm trying to talk myself into Kenny Pickett at 25 to 1 to an offensive no. rookie of the year because the field is so weak. And you have to make the do, playoffs. Think, yeah. I mean, they're like 12 to 1 to make the playoffs, and Kenny Pickett's 25 to 1 to an offensive rookie of the year. I think that he would probably be shorter than even money to win offensive rookie of the year if they do make the playoffs because that basically means they've ended the season on a seven game winning streak. And presumably he is playing well too if they're going to win these last five games. So, I do think it's a bet, but it's an uninspiring one. Uh, speaking of uninspiring, uh, maybe <laughs> Panthers at Seahawks. So the line here is Seahawks minus three and a half. The total is 44. And I think that, I think to the general per- person, they would be surprised. Like, why are the Seahawks only three and a half point favorites? And the reason is, is that, like, look at the two teams that played last night, the Raiders and Rams. They're both terrible. The Seahawks lost to the Raiders at home and then barely got past the Rams, who didn't even have the resurgent Baker Mayfield at quarterback. They were, they, the, the guy who almost beat the Seahawks, John Walford, uh, the Rams decided to go to a guy who'd had uh, like two minutes with the playbook over him. So I do think the Seahawks are a little bit overrated at the moment. I think that Geno Smith has been incredible and that's propping up otherwise a pretty mediocre team. But what do you make of this line? Yeah, this, this is interesting because I'm, I'm a big person when you look at the spreads. and I like to use our edge finder tool and try and see how these teams have performed as three-and-a-half-point favorites, four, four-and-a-half. And this year, the minus four home favorites have been not profitable whatsoever. A four-and-a-half-point home favorite is very profitable. So I'm trying to see if this line moves in the Seahawks' direction. If it does, if it moves to a four-and-a-half, you know, it might have my attention, Jay, because they're nine-and-one on the money line the last ten, seven-and-three ATS. Since 20 and 19, teams that are four and a half point favorites. I'm seeing that on DK. 
Uh, it's starting to pop up here on some other books as well. And you just look at the Panthers off a of bye week. That's what they have going for them here. But, I mean, they're 4-8. and eight. Like, they're toast. What are they doing the rest of the season? So, the fact that I think like that, it's what the public is thinking as well, which scares me. I'm betting the Seahawks this week. Last week, I didn't even feel confident taking them against the Rams. But I would probably look at them here more than last week. So, it's a Seahawks or pass spot um, because they have to win. NFC division, NFC West – I mean, the Niners and the Seahawks, one of these teams may not make the postseason. Do you have an opinion on which one you'd rather be backing down the stretch? Yeah. If it's not Brock Purdy. Uh, yeah, I would probably – I'd skew, definitely skew Seahawks at the division price, but like, this team's just not very good. That defense is an abomination, honestly. Like, outside of Tariq Woolen, and they've got some other guys like Nwosu and Diggs, but they just – they have not played well since a kind of four-week stretch where they got to play Arizona twice and Kyler was banged up in one of those games. And the other one, the Panther, the Cardinals went like 5 of 20 on third and fourth downs or something. So I just don't think the Seahawks defense is very good at all. And, I mean, the Panthers offense isn't good either. But just mm-hmm. the last six weeks, just look like when you just take a step back and look at the Panthers' results overall – they destroyed the Bucks. They beat them 21-3. to They lost that stupid overtime game against Atlanta because DJ Moore took his helmet off after the game-winning, what should have been the game-winning touchdown. Then they get blown out by Cincinnati, who are a juggernaut. And then they beat Atlanta comfortably uh, on Thursday night. And then Baltimore, they lose 13-3 in an ugly, tight game. And then they destroy the Broncos. So, I don't know. I think that the Panthers are like a fine, okay, slightly below-average team. Uh, and I think they will be able to move the ball a little bit on a Seahawks defense that I, I think is is overrated. And it's weird because no one thinks the Seahawks defense is any good, but I still think it's overrated. I think it might be a bottom five unit in the league. Yeah. Uh, so I might even skew Sorry. Panthers here, but I don't feel good about it either way. Yeah. And Panthers I'll coming s- off a bye. Yeah. yeah, I'll say this. The Seahawks defense looked a lot better at the beginning of the year when they were hitting hard. They had all the youngins out there go like flying around the field. Now it's not like that as much now. It's a lot of more banged-up bodies. But Carolina Panthers, the only thing that scares me, and we talked about at the beginning of the season, is I wouldn't be surprised if all of their covers or wins come against divisional opponents. And so forth, three out of their four wins have come against NFC South opponents. Uh, so that, that kind of scares me back in the Panthers. But, I mean, I wouldn't talk anyone off a sprinkle if that's the way you're feeling. Because, yeah, the Seahawks yeah. could be frauds. Yeah, you don't want to face Sam Darnold off a bye, Vaughn. You never want to face <laughs> Sam Darnold with an extra time to prepare. This guy's Watch terrifying. I do trust in Geno. I'm very invested in the Seahawks on a lot of fronts, and I think that Geno will ultimately be good enough, but I'm a little worried about this game. Not as worried about the next game we're going to talk about, and that's Dolphins at Chargers. The line now is Miami minus three. The total is 52.5. This is Sunday Night Football on NBC. Where are you leaning on this one, Vaughn? Yeah, Drew and I talked about the Chargers missing the postseason yesterday. The price has been escalating towards the you know, minus 200 range. But the Chargers own four versus teams above 500 this season. Six and four teams, six and four versus teams 500 or below. So, uh, you know, initially I'm looking at Miami, but Jay, you just broke down a schedule a little bit ago. Miami's winning streak, five games here, uh, versus the Steelers, the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, and the Texans. Not exactly, you know, a murderer's row by any means. Of course, the Steelers and the Lions look a little better. Browns didn't have Watson, but two is three and one as a starter in primetime. Dolphins have won four straight as a road favorite. He's five and two as a road favorite in his career. Every single game he's laid between two and a half or four points uh, as the road favorite. So I really don't like the spread and laying, you know, minus 170 juice on the money line. 
isn't really a um, you know professional sports betters recommendation uh, way to go. So I think I'm going to lean up, lean on Tua or Herbert's passing yards in this game. We're going to talk a little about Herbert shortly, but Tua's a guy where I think 300 passing yards in the money line for the Dolphins is a very fun same game parlay on Saturday Night Football, and it's something he's been doing all season long with Jalen Waddle and uh, Tyreek Hill. So uh, you know I'm leaning more Tua props rather than back in the Dolphins, but I think the Dolphins are the right side. Okay, and uh, yeah, I'll get into this game in a bit more depth in our next segment because this is my best bet of the Ooh. weekend, which I won't reveal okay. now to tease. But what do you think of the total, which opened at 51.5, now it's up to 52.5. I, I think that the, the high total is, is more than justified. I think that the Chargers, they have their weaknesses, but I think they will be able to throw – uh, on this Miami team that, I mean, Miami couldn't really stop Brock. They couldn't uh, pound Brock Purdy into submission. He was able to have a serviceable game against them after he came in. This secondary has been disappointing all year. Xavier Howard's been banged up. They're not great at corner. So I probably would skew over. Uh, but where do you lean on the total? Yeah, I mean, I got to look at the over too. You look at the Cardinals just put up 24 points on the Chargers. Like Kyler Murray and this Cardinals team, has been trashed. Then you got the Raiders, 27 the following week, put up on this Chargers defense. And you see the Chargers, what they did against – the Rams did against uh, on Thursday Night Football last night. So, yeah, I mean, you got to look at the over in this position. The Dolphins' defense doesn't scare me, uh, but that offense does. I mean, they could put up 30 points on anybody. And we know Justin Herbert on Sunday Night Football has been a dog. Uh, so, yeah, we'll get to that one. But I like the over as well. That's the only way I could look at the total. Okay, we're in alignment there. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369. In New York, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867. In Louisiana. Just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win $100,000 this weekend by guessing the outcome between the Dolphins and Chargers in our Sunday Night 7 contest. All right, 
One of the questions you will see in that contest, how many passing yards for Justin Herbert, Vaughn? I love it because Justin Herbert, he's been balling out on Sunday Night Football, like I said. He has 1,241 passing yards over four Sunday Night Football games, 310 yards per game, two or more touchdowns in three out of four of those. So I'm looking at him, who's had 279 or more in a lot of his home games this year, to land somewhere in between the 295 to 314 passing yards band. I think it goes over 300, but not by much. What about you? Okay, I'm going, I'm going. Give me it all. Give me the home run swing. Give me 335 plus for Justin Herbert. I like the big bands. Capture a lot of the outcomes. Uh, I just think that this they're going to be playing from behind, and I'll get to that. And I also think this Miami secondary just isn't very good in its current state. So give me 335 plus for Justin Herbert playing from behind. All right, let's get into our best bets of the weekend. Vaughn, who do you like? The Detroit Lions. Yeah, I wore. I wore. Blue for a reason, Jay. Uh, this team has been good to me, but they've also covered five straight games, the longest active streak in the NFL. Uh, they've covered four straight times against the Minnesota Vikings. And now you have the Detroit Lions laying two points as a home favorite. The last time the Lions were a favorite versus Minnesota was 2016. I was actually still in college, Jay. Uh, fun fact. Since 2007, <laughs> Detroit has been a home favorite versus Minnesota uh, Eight times since 2007, they've won outright six of those times. The downfall of both these teams has been the defense this season, obviously, but the Lions have been the surprise offense of the two, ranking six in the NFL with 26.3 points per game, second at home with 31.9 points per game. And over the last four weeks, Detroit has scored on 53.8% of their drives. That is second in the NFL, only behind the Kansas City Chiefs. That's right. And then my last point, you look at the Vikings as underdogs, Jay, this season. They've had three games as do- underdogs. They've allowed 40, 30, and 24 points. They're 1-2 and two ATS and on the money line. The only cover and win was against the Buffalo Bills on that insane fumble where they get the luckiest game winner of all time. And then the other two games as underdog, they lost by 17 and 37 points to the Eagles and the Cowboys. Vegas doesn't make mistakes on who should be the favorite and who should not be. Give me the Lions money line. They're going to inch closer to the postseason. And they're going to keep their hopes alive. I like them to beat the Vikings this Sunday. I love it. And uh, if they do win this, then their remaining schedule is at the Jets, which is tough, but you know that'll be under a field goal, that line. At Carolina, that, again, will be close to pick, maybe even the Detroit favorite. And then home to Chicago, they'll be clear favorites there. And then at Green Bay, they might be playing Jordan Love by that point. So all in, yeah. Lions. The other thing to think about just with that kind of matchup, like because people are shocked by the line, it doesn't make sense. But here's the thing: is that Minnesota are nine and zero in one score games, and the Detroit Lions are two and five. And hi- historically, one score games they're pretty fluky those outcomes. So if you just regress back to Minnesota being five and four in their games, and Detroit being four and three, then Detroit would be seven and five, and Minnesota would be six and six. So I think that's a way to think mm. about it. It's just that these teams, I mean. I don't know who the better team is between these two. I think it's so close it doesn't really matter. Uh, But I do think that they are very close, and I think that Detroit are justifiably favoured at home. Now, you're wearing blue for the Detroit Lions. I'm wearing grey because there are going to be clouds over Los Angeles after the Miami Dolphins destroy the Los Angeles Chargers (laughs) on Sunday Night Football. My best bet, Vaughn, is the Dolphins minus three. I think this should be more like minus four and a half. 
I think that the Dolphins are just the better fa- the better team. Uh, certainly offensively, I think that this is just a juggernaut. I think the Tua, he just had a bad game against the Niners. And, you know, he's a young quarterback. It's going to happen. Uh, but he will play. Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver in the sport at the moment for mine. Uh, I just think that this Chargers team is going to have no answers for the Miami offense. And then on the other side of the ball, yes, Miami's secondary isn't great, but it's held up enough. And the defensive line now is becoming a force since they've added Bradley Chubb. Like, they they are stacked on the D-line. And this Chargers team, I mean, yeah, they just lost to the Raiders. And you saw what the Raiders did on Thursday night. And the big concern for the Chargers is that their injury report does not look good at the moment. Derwin James is dealing with a quadriceps issue. He didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday. Bryce Callahan, he didn't practice yesterday. Uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, just another defensive tackle uh, who they've already got, like three or four on IR. He hasn't practiced the past two days, and Trey Pipkins hasn't practiced either. So they were already really banged up. Uh, You know, people... JC Jackson and Rashawn Slater and Joey Bosa are all on IR, but they're missing a ton of defensive tackles as well. And you add Sebastian Joseph Day to that. And Derwin James is the best player on their defense. So mm-hmm. I think they're in real trouble. And uh, I think that the the Dolphins will blow them out. What do you think, Vaughn? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like I said, I think the Dolphins win this game. That was Tua's, you know, he got injured against the Bengals in a Thursday night football game. So that obviously doesn't count towards his record, in my opinion. But that Niners game was the first loss of the season for Tua as a starter. And the Niners, in my opinion, are top three defense, arguably the best defense in all of football. So I'm definitely giving them a pass in the spot. Like I said, the Chargers haven't beat a team with a winning record yet. And uh, Tua has been lighting teams up with 285 or more in five straight games. So, yeah, give me all the Tua and Dolphins offense against the Chargers defense. Um, I already said the Chargers defense was good for two weeks. And then that since then, uh, they've been abysmal. So, uh, yeah, sign me up for the fins. All right, fins up. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Selling smoothies is what I do. But for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too. So he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. All right, let's talk some football, Vaughn, uh, with the BOL at the end. Let's talk the World Cup. What are your thoughts just on the quarterfinals coming up? So I only placed two bets, and I want to hear your opinion on what you're placing. The two bets I placed because my guy, Khalid, down at my favorite deli spot in Hartford, Connecticut, 
said Argentina and Portugal are the plays. He's been pretty good with soccer and UFC, so I said I'm rolling with you, brother, and I'll give you a little tip when I pick up lunch. What do you say, Jay? Yeah, I don't mind it. I think uh, Portugal, certainly the draw has broken for them. They get the easiest matchup of anyone going up against Morocco. Argentina as well. I mean, I think that's going to be an ugly game later today. It's going to be a nervous game for me. I'm heavily invested in Argentina. Uh, and look, I've had good experiences with Dutch people over the journey, but I need them to feel sadness today, Vaughn. I need them to be wallowing in pain because I need Argentina in the semifinal, hopefully against Croatia as they check the score now and it's still nil all uh, at the time of recording between Brazil and Croatia. But hoping for an upset there and uh, hoping that Argentina goes through. Uh, my best bet of this quarterfinal slate is, is England. England to beat France. I uh, I think the French have become a little bit overrated. I don't think they've had a tough schedule of opponents. Uh, and I think that their, their injuries, which was such a huge storyline coming into the tournament, the fact that they don't have N'Golo Kante, maybe the best holding midfielder in the world. They don't have Paul Pogba, who was so instrumental uh, in their progress to winning the last World Cup. They don't have uh, Karim Benzema, who just won the award for best soccer player in the world. Feels like that's going to rear its head at some point. Uh, and I think that they have been a little bit vulnerable. And for all of England's sins, and there are many, I think they're too conservative. They're they just they don't choose their best players for mine from you know I'm commenting from deep but uh, I think that their defensive setup is and being too defensive is actually going to work against France I think that they will probably go to a back three which is effectively a back five bring in Kieran Trippier to help out Kyle Walker defending Kylian Mbappe uh, even if they do stick with the you know, their four man defense that they have at the moment I think that midfield has been really impressive with Henderson, Rice, and uh, and Bellingham all playing real well together. So I think this is closer to a coin toss uh, than the current odds. England are plus two hundred to win in normal time. So yeah, give me uh, yeah. give me the Brits, Vaughn. Yeah, why not? It feels like I'm getting my heart broken, but, uh, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll go with England there. All right. Any final thoughts before we depart? The last question I have for you is the rest of the World Cup. All the goals combined, will it amount to more points scored than Navy and Army this weekend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the total? What's the total in Navy now? 32. <laughs> 32 yeah. is the total now. I'll, I'll, back, I'll back in Army and Navy there. But, uh, yeah, it's going to um, be close. It's, yeah. No, I look, it's not a college, big college football guy. Even in Australia, before I came over here, I knew that those games were destined to be pretty ugly. So, Let's hope we get a good game there. Let's hope we get some goals in the World Cup, particularly for Argentina and England, for the love of God. All right, don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to, to help you with your wages. Thanks for everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us from Jay Croucher and Vaughn Dalzell. Have a great weekend. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. 
Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a, like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.